Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Do you find yourself constantly working on your physique only to find no real results? Or are you officially fed up with your lack of progress in weight loss and weight gain programs? Then do I have a solution for you. Mecha Nutrition, build a better you. Choose from a variety of products including protein, carbohydrates, creatine, pre-workouts, vitamins, and more. Why choose Mecha Nutrition? Mecha Nutrition is a family-owned and operated sports nutrition store located in the heart of Bakersfield, California. Mecca's goal is to provide you, the customer, with the best customer service, nationally recognized products that you know are tried and true, and most of all, they have the best prices around. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to contact Mecca Nutrition via social media on Facebook and Instagram at Mecca Nutrition. You can email them or you can call the shop as well at 661-695-9061. Again, that's 661-695-9061. I've been using Mecca Nutrition products for over a year and a half now. And for someone with an extremely high metabolism, I can tell you that these products work. I gained nearly 25 pounds of muscle after using Mecca's select products in the protein and carb aisle with products such as Redcon 1 meal replacement protein and carbs, as well as Neil's hookups. So feel free to call the shop or email Mecca's general manager at Neil or Neil at MeccaNutritionStore.com. Rumor has it, if you mention Mecca Nutrition, you may come away with an added discount as well, but you didn't hear it from me. So go check it out if you want to transform your body and get into the best shape possible right now. Mecca Nutrition, build a better you. Today is October 22nd, 2019, and tonight in Houston, Texas at Minute Maid Park, we have Game 1 of the 2019 Major League Baseball World Series between the Houston Astros and the Washington Nationals. Astros versus Nationals, a first-time ever World Series matchup, a fresh World Series matchup, some might say, with only one world championship combined between the two franchises, with the one coming only two short years ago when the Astros defeated the Los Angeles Dodgers to win the 2017 World Series in seven games. We're talking World Series preview, Pitching matchups, offensive matchups, defensive matchups, bullpens, managers, season stories, and more here on the O Show presented by Belly Up Sports, Tick Pick, and Mecca Nutrition. Let's go. This is The O Show, again, presented by Belly Up Sports. Be bold, stand out. Remember to go check out the Belly Up shop at designtree.com. There are only nine days, I say nine days, 
remaining in the month of October, which means you've only got nine days to go buy your pink belly up gear, which includes t-shirts and hoodies with 50% of all proceeds going to the Susan G. Komen Foundation. Go get your gear right now. We're talking Astros, Nationals, World Series, first time ever World Series matchup between the two teams. Remember when the Expos were axed and the Nationals were born in 2005, the Astros were in the National League Central. Now they're in the American League West, and it and they're absolutely destroying all their competition. The Houston Astros were obviously the favorites coming out of the American League, I'd say. Not the runaway favorites, but the favorites nonetheless. I thought the Yankees could have easily dethroned Houston, but decided to play their worst baseball of 2019 during the absolute worst time possible during the month of October, allowing the Houston Astros to walk all over them and advancing to their second World Series in three years. But that's just me. Whereas the Nationals, the Washington Nationals, NL champs this year in 2019, were definitely not the favorites of the National League whatsoever. Weren't even the favorites coming out of the National League East. I mean, if you were to tell me that an NL East team would be in the 2019 World Series, I would have said, man, good for the Atlanta Braves. It's been a hot minute since they've been in the dance. The Nats have been notoriously known for choking in the first round of the playoffs, not getting past the National League Division Series on four different occasions throughout this entire decade in 2012, 2014, 2016, 2017 to the Giants, Dodgers, and Cubs almost all of which came down to a pivotal Game 5 in which they came up short, which is demoralizing for a fan base. So you didn't really have much playoff confidence when it came to the Washington Nationals going into their wildcard game against the Brewers. Like, maybe this team just wasn't built for the postseason. And first year without Bryce Harper, what the hell are they going to do? And the Brewers were coming off an NLCS appearance from last season. One win away from the 2018 World Series against the Dodgers. Dodgers end up winning that game. Yasiel Puig with a huge home run late. So I like their chances against the Nationals in that wild card game, even though they were on the road. I think I had Milwaukee going on to face Los Angeles in the NLDS. I think I said that on this show. And uh, with a win on the road against the Nats, that's what I predicted. And they even led the game 3-1 to one with four outs to go in the game. Bottom of the eighth inning with two outs, bases loaded. And again, in the bottom of the eighth inning when Juan Soto cleared the bases to make it 4-3. He got a little bit of help from Trent Grisham with the error, but it cleared the bases nonetheless to give the Nats a thrilling 4-3 win in their first ever do-or-die playoff win, sending them to face which many considered the heavyweight in the National League in the 106-win Los Angeles Dodgers, who, again, for the most part of 2019, were the clear favorites out of the National League to, to the point where people just assumed they were going to walk their way into the World Series for the third straight year. I mean, the Dodgers were so good these past three years, not to mention this year they were, what, they won the most games in their franchise history. I think 106 games this year that most I think every single analyst reporter columnist writer and broadcaster gave every other team in the National League a zero percent chance to beat the Dodgers during this year's postseason like literally no chance to beat the Dodgers who had everything going for them they had pitching they had offense they had a great manager in Dave Roberts leading them they have more than enough postseason experience as a collective unit going to back-to-back World Series in 2017 and 2018. It was almost a for sure bet that the Dodgers were going to walk all over a team that had been, again, notoriously known for choking in National League Division Series playoff games. 
Some gave the Nats a shot with their pitching alignment. They were going to go with Strasburg against Ryu in game one, which turned out to be a 6-0 Dodger win to go down 1-0. And then they had Patrick Corbin going up against Clayton Kershaw, who has always been a disaster in the postseason considering his Hall of Fame-type numbers in the regular season. And that proved to be the case again, even though he wasn't terrible, but the Nationals pulled away with a must-win at Chavez Ravine, 4-2 to take back the series to D.C., one game uh, to one, and of course Scherzer came on in relief in game two and got some big outs. And then in game three, after a close back-and-forth game for the first half, the Dodgers' uh, offense just turned it on and absolutely obliterated the Nats pitching, winning that one 10-4 and going up 2-1 to one in the series, making Nats fans think, oh, well, here we go again for the fifth time in this decade. But no, they fought back to win game four at home. Ryan Zimmerman with an epic three-run shot to break the game open in the fifth inning. That gave them, I think, a 5-1 to one lead at the time. They were winning 2-1. to one. That made it 5-1. to one. They win another do-or-die elimination game to even up the series at two apiece to force again that pivotal game five of the National League Division Series where many Nationals fans can smell the end. And it sure looked like it going, it looked like it was going to be the end with the Dodgers jumping out to a quick 3-0 lead on Steven Strasburg in game five. Max Muncy with a two and homer in the first and then Kike Hernandez with a solo shot in the second and then the offense just went silent against Walker Bueller who was on his A game for game five only one run in the first seven innings and then when all hope looked to be lost for the Nationals and their fans the Dodgers brought in their Hall of Fame ace with just six outs to go Clayton Kershaw was going to be the death sentence for the Washington Nationals in game five of the National League Division Series but then Dave Roberts forgot that Clayton Kershaw is only effective during the regular season Anthony Rendon, bartender, Jack. Juan Soto, bartender, Jack. Two pitches, two home runs, back-to-back, belly-to-belly. Clayton Kershaw on just two pitches, just two pitches, surrendered everything Walker Bueller had worked for in six and two-thirds innings pitched, and the Nationals have been revived. Life was back in that dugout, and hope was alive again. Things looked like they were going to be dead in the bottom of the ninth inning, though. Not going to lie. Will Smith's reaction to the fly ball to right made it seem like the Nats were going home heartbroken again. But Adam Eaton was able to track it down. It honestly felt like that fly ball was going to be 20 rows deep the way Will Smith reacted to it when he made contact. It's almost embarrassing that that was a flyout. And then the game would go 10 innings, and all Nats fans knew what happened next. Joe Kelly, the former Red Sox, was called on to get out of a bases loaded nobody out jam which is like the worst thing you can be asked to do as a relief pitcher in the game of baseball and Howie Kendrick of all people would take him deep for a go-ahead grand slam that would ultimately win the game for the Nationals their first ever NLDS win and against a heavyweight in the Los Angeles Dodgers a team 99% of columnists chose to represent the National League in the 2019 World Series and then after a hard-fought win in the division series they had to go up against another team coming off a somewhat upset victory not as upset victory as the Nationals over the Dodgers, but a somewhat upset victory in their NLCS series with uh, the St. Louis Cardinals beating the Atlanta Braves in five games and winning a game five in convincing fashion. I mean, 10 runs in the top of the first inning on the road. Talk about sucking the life out of people's souls. But the Nationals turned the National League Championship Series into total and complete domination, holding the uh, St. Louis Cardinals to just two runs in the first three games played. For any Cardinals fan, listening out there how frustrated are you by that performance two runs in three freaking games Annabelle Sanchez and Max Scherzer took no hitters into the seventh inning in games one and two respectively with Annabelle Sanchez just 
four outs away from the four outs away from a no hitter in the bottom of the eighth inning. I mean, that was the one guy that wasn't advertised in this three headed monster with Max Scherzer, Patrick Corbin, and Steven Strasburg. Annabelle Sanchez has been phenomenal this entire postseason for the Nats. They happened to score uh, double the amount of runs in Game Four. The Cardinals did with only two runs in the first uh, three games. They scored four in Game Four, but it didn't matter. The Nationals overpowered the Cardinals with their pitching. Period. They didn't need their offense, which they barely had in games one and two, but they brought it anyway in games three and four to clinch their first NL pennant in front of their home crowd. And now it's been a week since they've played. They had to wait out the Astros and Yankees ALCS all week. Remember, it was two to one Astros after game three when the Nationals clinched last Tuesday. So the ALCS was far from over last Tuesday. But the time has come and the Washington Nationals are now more focused, driven, and above all else, rested more than ever for this epic showdown with the Houston Astros, who did not have as much of an entertaining path like the Nationals did to the 2019 World Series. They were the favorites going in. I think it was almost a certain that they're going to beat the Tampa Bay Rays after they won the wild card game against the A's in Oakland. It didn't turn out quite as easy as every as everyone thought, though. The Rays pushed the Strohs to the limit to force a Game 5 in Houston after taking Games 3 and 4 at the Trop, who for the first time in nearly 11 years had screaming passionate Rays fans in the building. But in the end, Garrett Cole got the ball for Houston in Game 5, absolutely obliterating the Tampa Bay Rays in both Games 2 and 5 to secure a date and an ALCS rematch with the New York Yankees, which many consider to be the unofficial World Series, given it was going to be the best matchup you were going to see all postseason. Two 100-plus win teams, uh, a rematch from the 2017 ALCS that was just an epic series throughout the entire seven games. And, uh, well, the I mean, the baseball world was shocked again when it turned out to not be the case this year. The 2019 World Series has the capability of overmatching the 2019 ALCS in its entirety because it totally favored the Houston Astros throughout the entire week. After the Yankees took Game 1 uh, in Houston 7-0, Everybody in the world thought, holy shit, this is going to be an epic showdown between two Titans, as it should have been. It should have been just that. But after game one, the New York Yankees, a team who hit 306 home runs throughout the season, a team that had more offensive talent than they knew what to do with throughout the 2019 season, regardless of all the injuries too, like the Gio Urshela's, the Cameron Mabins, the Mike Ford's all stepping up. The bats absolutely went missing at the worst time possible. They only scored three runs in the next two games, in games two and three against Verlander and Cole. They only scored three runs in game four against Zach Granke in the bullpen. That was arguably the worst game they played all season long. And then coming back to win in game five against Verlander, they only scored four runs in seven innings off of them. And then losing a bullpen game in game six, only scoring four runs, with two of those runs coming in the ninth inning from D.A. LeMahieu's home run. So the Astros are in this World Series on a rather easier note, not because they were flat out better than everybody else, but because the teams they played just didn't live up to their potentials in the postseason. The Astros were just built better for the 2019 postseason compared to the rest of the field. But games one, game one, I should say, game one of the series is tonight, game two tomorrow night, and it's going to be a good one in game one, folks, because the world is going to pay witness to Garrett Cole versus Max Scherzer in the World Series for the first time ever. A two-time NL Cy Young Award winner against a guy who will probably walk away with the 2019 AL Cy Young Award.
Scherzer is actually a three-time Cy Young Award winner overall. He had the two with the Nationals in 2016 and 2017, but then won one in 2013, an AL Cy Young Award with the Detroit Tigers. So it's a three-time Cy Young Award winner versus a guy who's probably going to win his first Cy Young in Garrett Cole this year in 2019. You couldn't have asked for a better pitching matchup unless you wanted to see a Detroit Tigers reunion in Max Scherzer versus Justin Verlander, which I personally would have liked to see, though they'll probably bring up their past throughout the entire series anyways. But you've got Cole versus Scherzer in game one. Power versus power, ace versus ace, power offense versus power offense. Two very young teams going at it as well. The Ryan Zimmermans and the Justin Verlanders of the world, maybe the veterans in this series with youngsters like Juan Soto, who's just 20 years old. I don't know what he was doing during the champagne celebrations because he's not of legal age, but he can hit a baseball 400 plus feet at 20 years old. Victor Robles is only 22 years old, contributing in a huge way for Washington, who would have thought the most valuable asset to this postseason roster was going to be Howie Kendrick with his huge grand slam in game five in Los Angeles and then his NLCS MVP performance last week in St. Louis. You know the pitching is going to be there with Scherzer in game one against Cole, Strasburg in game two against Verlander, and then Corbin in game three against Granke. And then when they return home to D.C., You've got Annabelle Sanchez waiting in the wings for game four, so they can take at least, if they can take at least a two to one series lead going into game four, you got to believe that the Nats have the advantage with Sanchez probably going up against the Strohs bullpen, unless they decide to put Wade Miley back on their World Series roster. Remember how great he was throughout the entire season for Houston. But realistically, if you're looking at it, since Miley hasn't played throughout the entire postseason, you're probably looking like a bullpen game in Game 4 for Houston again. And Houston's bullpen has proven to be both good and shaky this postseason, with Washington's proving to be basically the exact same in a lot of aspects. They were a little shaky in the NLDS against Los Angeles, especially in Game 3 of that series, but were able to hold it down when it mattered most in Games 4 and 5. And then again, throughout the uh, duration of the NLCS, obviously shutting down that St. Louis Cardinals offense. And so I'd say the bullpens for the Astros and Nationals match up pretty evenly where the starting pitching might favor the Washington Nationals, believe it or not. Not to say Houston's offense can't solve a Scherzer or Strasburg or Corbin, but when you have a three-time Cy Young Award winner in Game 1, Steven Strasburg in Game 2, Patrick Corbin, who's been phenomenal all postseason long in Game 3, with Annabelle Sanchez, you've seen what he's done this postseason in Game 4, where the Astros have obviously the one-two knockout punch in Colin Verlander in games one and two. But after that, it's a rattled Zach Greinke who has underperformed all postseason long. And then your bullpen, basically. I think Washington has a slight advantage when it comes to their depth and rotation. Even though you're probably getting seven-plus innings from both Cole and Verlander, so Houston's pen will be pretty well-rested. Offensively, that one's another tough one as well, considering the Nationals have been known to be streaky at times. We've seen it multiple times this postseason where they've struggled mightily at the plate only to break out in late innings or in late games for that matter. Whereas Houston's lineup, one through eight, is nearly impossible to crack. They strike fear into their uh, their opposing pitchers every time they dig in with Springer, Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Gurriel, Correa. That's one through six right there. But they've also proven to be a little bit cold in the American League Championship Series against Yankee pitching, despite the Yankees hitting being 10 times colder than they were. So I think I'd give the offensive edge to Houston just because you really didn't see too much offensive production from the Nats and the NLCS on the road 
in St. Louis. Remember, you're getting Verlander and Cole in games one and two in Houston in front of that packed house at the Juice Box at Minute Maid Park in Houston, Texas. Again, the Nationals really did not prove to do anything offensively on the road, despite their pitching really picking them up in St. Louis, despite, again, Max Scherzer and Annabelle Sanchez throwing no-hitters into the seventh inning. Now, obviously, when it comes to managerial experience, you're going to give the edge to the Houston Astros. A.J. Hinch, been there, done that. He won the World Series in 2017 with this group, minus Garrett Cole, but basically everybody else was in tow and has led Houston to the American League Championship Series in in each of the last three seasons, whereas Dave Martinez has never actually been to the World Series, nonetheless a postseason game before this year as a big league manager. Remember, he took over for Dusty Baker in 2018 after the Nats failed to reach the National League Championship Series in 2017 with another Game 5 gut buster against the Chicago Cubs. But you got to also remember that Dave Martinez was the bench coach for the 2008 American League champion Tampa Bay Rays and, more importantly, the bench coach for the 2016 World Series champion Chicago Cubs. So he does have experience in winning world championships, however, just not as a manager, whereas A.J. Hinch has the slight nod there. But when you really sit back and take a look at both rosters, regardless of how much you might match them up, when you look at the pitching, the offense— the defense alignments, the coaching, the managers, the fans, it couldn't be more evenly matched. I mean, if you're a betting man, your bookie is probably going to tell you to bet against Washington just because Houston had the overall best record in baseball in 2019, whereas Washington is in the middle of a miracle run. I think Carlos Correa said it best, uh, saying the Yankees might have been the savages, but in the jungle known as the American League, the Houston Astros are the apex predator. And they are just that. The Houston Astros are the apex predator of baseball, and the Washington Nationals are like that Daniel Bryan-like adrenaline factor looking to capture the admiration of the baseball world by defeating not one, but two 105-plus win teams to win their first World Series ever for both the Washington Nationals and the Montreal Expos. Now, the question is, do they have what it takes to step up to the apex predator of the American League? Do they have what it takes to step up to not one, but two potential Cy Young candidates in Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander? Let's break down how they might be able to give themselves the advantage going back to Washington for Game 3 this weekend. But first, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor over at Mecca Nutrition. Do you find yourself constantly working on your physique only to find no real results? Or are you officially fed up with your lack of progress in weight loss and weight gain programs? Then do I have a solution for you. Mecha Nutrition, build a better you. Choose from a variety of products including protein, carbohydrates, creatine, pre-workouts, vitamins, and more. Why choose Mecha Nutrition? Mecha Nutrition is a family-owned and operated sports nutrition store located in the heart of Bakersfield, California. Mecca's goal is to provide you, the customer, with the best customer service, nationally recognized products that you know are tried and true, and most of all, they have the best prices around. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to contact Mecca Nutrition via social media on Facebook and Instagram at Mecca Nutrition. You can email them or you can call the shop as well at 661-695-9061. Again, that's 661 
1-800-273-9061. I've been using Mecca Nutrition products for over a year and a half now, and for someone with an extremely high metabolism, I can tell you that these products work. I gained nearly 25 pounds of muscle after using Mecca's select products in the protein and carb aisle with products such as Redcon 1 Meal Replacement Protein and Carbs, as well as Neil's Hookups. So feel free to call the shop or email Mecca's general manager at Neil or Neil at MeccaNutritionStore.com. Rumor has it, if you mention Mecca Nutrition, you may come away with an added discount as well, but you didn't hear it from me. So go check it out if you want to transform your body and get into the best shape possible right now. Mecca Nutrition, build a better you. So if the Washington Nationals have a chance at defeating the Houston Astros in the 2019 World Series, which they most certainly do, They have to win at least one in Houston in these first two games. I think that's fair to say. Obviously, it goes both ways, given how great the pitching matchups are. So whatever Washington lacks in offense against Cole and Verlander is probably going to be more than made up for by Scherzer and Strasburg on the mound against Cole and Verlander. However, that still means that they're going to have to score runs against Cole and Verlander on the road, which is something, statistically speaking, they haven't really been able to do this entire postseason. So let's just take a look at the numbers, shall we? In Game 1 of the the NLDS against Los Angeles, 6-0 loss. In Game 2 of the NLDS against Los Angeles, 4 runs and it was enough. In Game 5 of the NLDS against Los Angeles, obviously they come away with the win, but the bats were silenced through the first 7 innings. In Game 1 of the NLCS against uh, St. Louis, 3 runs and it was enough. In Game 2 of the NLCS against St. Louis, 2 runs and it was also enough. 16 runs combined in 5 road games this October for Washington, whereas Houston has 24 runs in 6 games at home this October, which would make it 18 runs in 5 games if you don't count Game 6, just to even up the game. So 18 runs in 5 games at home for Houston, whereas it's 16 runs in 5 road games this October for the Nationals. So regardless of how close that is, Houston has the advantage playing the first two games at home. Though, when playing in front of Nationals Nation in the Nationals capital, in the nation's capital, things are very different. So, the wild card game against Milwaukee, four runs for the win. NLDS game three, four runs for a loss. NLDS game four, six runs for a win. NLCS game three, eight runs for a win. NLCS game four, seven runs for a clinch. They've scored 29 runs at home in five games, as opposed to 16 runs in five games on the road. Whereas the Houston Astros have scored 15 runs in five games on the road this postseason, as opposed to, what was it, 24 in five games, 24 and six games at home, 18 in five games at home, which gives the advantage to Washington by a landslide when they return home for games three, four, and five against probably Houston's bullpen in game four before facing Garrett Cole again in game five, this time at home. So it's safe to say that both teams have benefited from playing in their home ballparks throughout this entire postseason and in a huge way, given those offensive stat lines and road games this October. And with the pitching going to be as dominating as it's drawn up to be. This means that both the Astros and the Nationals have very little room for error to work with as each of their first two starters are going to be shutting down each of their respective offenses. Not to mention, this is also a showcase for Garrett Cole. And that maybe he's not thinking about it at the moment, but he is the most coveted free agent on the market this offseason where many teams will be vying for his services. He won 20 games this year and has gone 19-0 and since May 27th of 2019 which in case if you don't understand that's pretty freaking remarkable and intimidating if you're the opposing team 
Uh, it's also a showcase for Anthony Rendon of the Nationals, who might be the biggest bat on the free agent wire this offseason. Remember, he didn't sign an extension with Washington during the season like some reported. So he's going to be trying to play his best baseball as he'll probably command a, a ton of money heading into the 2020 regular season. And for anybody who has watched the duration of the 2019 Major League Baseball season, you got to know that this is now or never for the Washington Nationals. While Garrett Cole was kicking off his 19-0 run on May 27th, the Washington Nationals were sitting ugly at 19-31 on May 30th. They were 21 games under 500. It was looking like it was going to be another disappointing season for Dave Martinez in his second year as skipper. Even their own president didn't think they were going to turn it around, but the Nats have some way, somehow turned everything around. They were the hottest team in baseball in the second half and were able to win 93 games in clinch home field for the NL wildcard game. This is... 100% a miracle run. Nobody expected this to happen. Not Mike Rizzo, not Dave Martinez, not Ryan Zimmerman. Nobody would have believed you if you said the Washington Nationals would compete in the 2019 World Series on May 30th. But here they are. But also they won't stay. If the Houston Astros end up losing this World Series, well, it's on to next year where they'll probably be the clear favorites once again in the American League. They are the apex predator and for good reason. But the Washington Nationals might not be back for a long time. Remember, in the National League, you've got the Atlanta Braves, who won the NL East the last two years. The Los Angeles Dodgers, who will be gearing up for another World Series run. They were the best team. They were predicted to go to the World Series back in April. The Mets are looking to make big moves. The Brewers are a few moves away from a serious contender. The Washington Nationals' window for success is right in front of them, and it's now or never. The pressure is 100% more on the Nationals than it is the Astros, although it is the World Series and you want to win, but the Astros are in prime position to pull off the first dynasty in the American League since the Yankees in the 90s, which is pretty outstanding when you look at their mix of veterans and young talent. Obviously, the San Francisco Giants had the last dynasty in 2012, or I think it was 2010, 2012, 2014. It was like they were winning every even year, but the Astros, if they could pull off this year and possibly one in the next few years, that's that's the first dynasty in the American League since the Yankees in the 90s. Uh, they'll be right back in the ALCS next year, whereas the Nationals might not even be in the postseason next year. And that's a true statement right there. The pressure is on, and it starts tonight inside the juice box at Minute Maid Park. The Nationals looking for at least a 1-1 tie going home for Game 3 as we are getting an elite pitching matchup tonight in Game 1. Max Scherzer for the Nationals, Garrett Cole for the Houston Astros. Should be an instant classic. First time ever matchup in the World Series between the Houston Astros and the Washington Nationals. Remember to check out the game on Fox with Joe Buck and John Smoltz on the call. The Osho is presented by Belly Up Sports. Remember, you only have nine days, nine days, I say, nine days remaining to go pick up your pink belly up apparel, including t-shirts and hoodies with 50% of the proceeds going to the Susan G. Komen Foundation for Breast Cancer Research. The Osho is also sponsored by TickPick. And for those of you that have listened to this episode, we're going to give away a discount for any event that you might be heading to in your area soon. Type in the promo code OSHO10, all caps, for 10% off your next order using TickPick. Remember, that's OSHO10 in all caps for 10% off your next order. The Osho is also sponsored by Mecca Nutrition. They have a ton of great products to choose from in the protein, carbohydrate, testosterone, and fat burner categories. It'll change your physical appearance provided you put in the work in the gym, and you'll see great results. Mecca Nutrition, build a better you. Hit it, Hootie.
Have you ever felt cheated out of a deal when buying tickets from StubHub only to see that there's a $15 fee at the end of your original purchase? Or have you ever been on Vivid Seats and not even get your tickets? That, that actually happened to me once. I ordered a ticket from Vivid Seats and I never got the ticket. And that's why I switched over to TickBick.com where smart fans buy tickets online. No hidden fees. Search and buy now 100% authentic tickets. Best price guarantee, 24-7 customer service. Buy, bid on, and sell tickets with the confidence of their 110% guarantee. That's 110% guarantee. They show you the best deals with their algorithms and let you decide 0% buyer fees. Your ticket is $26.00. Your, pr- your purchase is $26. No joke. The most transparent, consumer-friendly ticket marketplace on the web. Authentic, valid tickets backed by our 100% money-back guarantee. You'll love your ticketing experience from purchase through the final whistle or out and no hidden fees. Like I said, if it's $26, hell, if it's $8, it is an $8 purchase. Save an average of 10 to 15% on every purchase guaranteed only at TickPick.com. Get your tickets now. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.